Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This show is brought to you by an organization that's local here in the Inland Empire. It is called Million Kids and that is because more than one million kids are trafficked that would be human trafficked each year throughout the world. And uh, we have, uh, for years and years now, we're one of the leaders of this uh, kind of movement, starting way back in 2008. I actually started my career out of all places, out of Cambodia. Uh, people say, how did, how did you get started in this? Well, I was retired, and I started going to a church that had a mission in Cambodia. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm over there. I'm going back and forth many times. I had become a glass artist. I'm kind of taking it back up again and uh, hope to do something like Artists Against Trafficking before too long. But uh, as I was understanding the problem in Cambodia, and it, and it wasn't too surprising, those of you that had known me in the past, I've been very, very privileged to travel around the world. I have more than three million frequent flyer miles, and and I've been to a lot of places like Egypt and the outskirts of Brazil and at various places in China and Taipei and, uh, and Taiwan and and, uh, you know, uh, Palestine of all places. And it's an interesting thing when you get into uh, what you think of as a third world country and you see how poor people uh, use their children and uh, will often put them out very, the older children, especially as they're going into their teen years, put them out into forced prostitution. And so about 2010, I met the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force developer, um, um, deputy who had gone to California uh, Office of Emergency Services up in Sacramento and secured a grant for Riverside County to start a human trafficking task force. And uh, they're just amazing men and women that did this. And I met them early on, and they asked me if I would be their training and outreach coordinator. And I said that I would. And what they didn't know about me is I'm a rabid researcher. And over the last 10 years, my poor brain is just trash. You know, I've, I've tried to look at every human trafficking, whether it's sex or labor trafficking case in America, and especially in California, Every day. And also to look at every sextortion case. That's where our teenagers go online and get snookered into sending a naked photo and the blackmail begins. Also have studied social media exploitation that's similar to sextortion and also uh, child pornography and money laundering. And now a lot of your advanced technologies like the dark net and cryptocurrency and, and uh, even bulletproof hosting. And I do all this because I, over the last 10 years, have kind of morphed or developed into becoming a, a first responder trainer, uh, actually went through the Peace Officers Standardized Training course. And so I am a post-certified law enforcement trainer. And prior to COVID, I spent my time traveling across the United States training in various communities. And I miss them, quite frankly. Uh, it's been a great year, and I'm very, very grateful for all the people who have stuck with us through Million Kids to uh, make all of this happen and continue 
to provide the services, especially here in the Inland Empire, and support the task forces. Now, it's been quite a journey because now, under Sheriff Chad Bianco, we have a tremendous sheriff who, when everybody else is kind of uh, defunding police or pulling back resources or changing the way they enforce the law, we have had a sheriff and a district attorney in, in Mike Hestron that have doubled down, especially on trafficking. Riverside County, when you think about it, we're a huge county, absolutely huge. Uh, we have over 7,200 square miles. And so with that, we have all kinds of trafficking that is taking place. And as we do that, you know, it's a kind of an interesting situation in that, you know, we see foreign national trafficking. We see um, all kinds of local trafficking where our kids will fall in love with a, a pimp or a dating guy. And they think that uh, somebody on a dating site or hookup site and they just fall in love. They get seduced. Uh, next thing you know, they are being put out into either swinging on a pole at a strip club or put in a motel. If you're a foreign national, oftentimes if you're from Asia, um, you know, China, Taiwan, uh, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, a lot of times uh, are placed in massage parlors and nail shops or um, not as many in nail shops that we're seeing, but more in your uh, tanning areas and also some in lately we found it in the skincare business. And so what you find is that our county has a wide range of different kinds of sexual exploitation. And I'm very, very proud of our leaders for taking this on. When you look at so many other of the counties around us that are, are uh, kind of pulling back on their funding for police. In fact, I heard uh, a headline recently that some of the people are coming to their senses and realizing that it's been about a year when they started defunding police in so many cities, including some very near the Inland Empire over towards Los Angeles, are starting to realize their crime rates have absolutely spiked. And uh, they've gone straight through the roof, and especially the violent crimes and the crimes of human exploitation are accelerating. And that is because nobody is watching the in-house. Uh, they're changing the rule of law. They're changing the way they enforce crime. We, we talked about that a lot last week, that in many cases they're doing away with enhanced sentencing, both on those uh, people that have been charged and under Proposition 57, they are no longer going to include that enhanced sentencing. And now so many of them are saying they're not going to put in any future enhanced sentencing. That is, if you don't know what I'm talking about with enhanced sentencing, that is, let's say you get charged 10 years for sex trafficking and you have another five because you're a gang member and another five because you pulled a gun or a knife on her, um, you know, that's 20 years. You've moved from 10 to 20 years. Some folks over in the L.A. County are saying, well, you can't count the last 10 years. That's enhanced sentencing. You can only count the initial charge. And by the way, this person has served seven years out of that 10 years. So we need to consider them for early parole because we believe in rehabilitation. 
And so it's a it's an interesting time to have been in this industry and this business. Well, where I want to go with that is that I want to talk about where I believe this is headed because I'm seeing a whole lot of things about online um, interactive pornography where literally subscription pornography, even animated pornography, um, you know, interactive chat rooms. And I want to talk about where this is going. Before I do that, I do want to mention that our task force out in the desert just had a, a sting out there. Headline out of the Patch newspaper is that prostitution sting nets five arrests in Indian Wells. You see, in the state of California, at least right Right now, the, uh, you know, sale of sex is against the law and the purchase of commercial sex is against the law. Now, I'm going to tell you, there is a movement to stop that. In fact, they made their first step last week as they're trying to propose a bill to say, well, if it's street prostitution, that you won't get arrested. It's only if you're doing online. Well, there is a big movement in the state of California and especially over in L.A. to legalize prostitution. That is being promoted by the uh, sex workers union over there, the porn world, the porn actors world. And they are making moves to try to capitalize on much of this liberal approach to uh, crime and crime solving by pushing to defund police, by pushing to allow people to get out early. As you may remember from last week's show, we are now set to release up to 76,000 prisoners early. At least 20,000 of them are on death row and another 20,000 are sex offenders. Now, whether or not this happens, we don't know, but there is that movement at the same time they're quietly trying to push this bill that says, well, if it's street sex, if you're just doing street walking, then you shouldn't be arrested. I want you to think about Baseline over in San Bernardino and how busy that's about to get. This is Opal Singleton, Exploited Crimes and Technology. Be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet, more than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. 
Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Hey, there are many good restaurants in the Inland Empire, but really great restaurants are hard to find. Let me tell you about the Toasted Barrel in Corona. It's a trendy, upscale steakhouse with great pasta and seafood. It's a fantastic choice for birthdays and anniversaries or just that special night out with your loved one and friends. Inland Empire Magazine has awarded them best restaurant and brunch for the past three years. The owners, Ed and Shirley, are friendly and attentive to your needs. If you're a prime rib connoisseur, this place is for you. Go ahead and try it out. The Toasted Barrel, located at 1300 El Sobrante Road in Corona. Or Google them at Toasted Barrel to make reservations. I guarantee you, you're going to love it. Be sure and tell Ed and Shirley that Opal sent you. It will be a night you'll never forget. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen of Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we are talking about where in the world is all of this craziness headed. Well, some days I get up and I question my sanity of what I'm doing and other days I just kind of think, all right, keep going. Sooner or later, God will fix us somewhere along the line. But I am highly concerned and I will tell you why is that I have seen a trend during the time of COVID, and I was seeing it long before this, but it really accelerated during the time of COVID, that you are going to move from uh, literally street sex to moving into uh, commercial sex, like in motels or massage parlors, to literally the bulk of the industry being moved in online. And I believe that with all my heart. I call it webcam sex, interactive pornography, uh, cyber sex on demand, depending on what term you use for it. But I want you to think about, because of technology, where this is headed. Now, I have been studying this for couple years. So this is no surprise to me. However, what I didn't understand uh, this time last year, I started to get the glimpse of it, is the impact of putting all of our kids online for nearly a year and many of them being younger and younger. At the same time, we are putting lots, mega lots, if that's a good word, of people online that are bored that are obsessive compulsive, that may have normally not uh, paid attention to porn, but now they're working from home. And what you're seeing is the online porn industry or cyber sex on demand has just absolutely soared under COVID. And along with it is our attitudes about it. Uh, for instance, this movement here to say, well, if you're if you're just a streetwalker, do you realize that streetwalking sex 
is some of the most dangerous sex you can get. Because number one, as a sex buyer, you have no clue what you're getting yourself into, that you don't know what you're picking up, and you don't know who's hiding around the corner to manage her. And on top of it, you don't know what's going to happen to you as far as diseases or is somebody going to pull a gun on you once you are alone with her. So that is bad enough. But what I'm seeing is a movement to move this all online. And I'm going to tell you that that will change the business of sex selling and sex buying dramatically. And I want you to kind of go down that journey with me today to realize what is about to happen. The first thing that we have seen is the Pornhub situation, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I want to remind you because I want to take you kind of on a journey that I see where this is going. Pornhub was the largest site in the world for pornography. And uh, at the time, uh, they had been known to publish their data. And I always would look at their data and did again this last year. And the numbers were absolutely sta staggering when you started to understand what was going on. Now, keep in mind, there are millions of sites that offer uh, webcam chat, uh, sex cams, um, uh, cyber sex on demand, uh, private sessions, subscriptions, and just basic pornography. And then you can get into the more hardcore stuff, which this is a family show, so we're not going to go there if we can avoid it. But Pornhub uh, suddenly blew up and they became the largest. They had, uh, let's see, 39 billion searches were performed in one year. Almost 220,000 videos are viewed per minute. Let me say that again. 220,000 videos viewed per minute. Average 80,000 visits a minute. 42 billion, with a B, visits to Pornhub. Now, this is old data at this point, but it tells you how big it was. Now, there were some trends that caught my eye because I followed the trends because I believe that cyber sex on demand will be the new sex trafficking that you will get innocent kids who are college students who think they're going to earn their way a little on the side just by making an amateur video and people will deposit money in their accounts. And they are told that that amateur video will only go by DVD to Australia. And if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Because these are massive, massive porn providers and they are always looking for material. But there were two new trends that really got my eye, caught my eye. One of them is that the average person that logged on is now staying on longer and longer. The average person would stay on at least 10 minutes and 28 seconds. So that got my eye. That would tell me that it's becoming more interactive. Well, that's kind of to be expected because before uh, people would just go on, look at it. It would be a one way kind of interaction, if you will, not really talking to someone on there or being in a private chat room. And but now they're offering all kinds of things such as. Uh, animated pornography, such as virtual reality pornography, which really sears on the head, on the brain and your ability to, to 
overcome it and overcome the addictive nature of it. But the thing that was really a concern to me is the way that people would go on and start to view it as a relationship. In other words, what would happen is, is that it would move from just looking at some video that you are subscribing to that you can actually go off to the side and and start to talk with the video performer. And uh, you can start to see that this is really changing lots of things. First of all, one of the trends that we saw is that 83% of pornography is now viewed with a mobile phone. So that tells me that what is happening is that you're standing at line at the DMV uh, waiting your turn. And instead of playing some video game, you're going over to check on what you perceive to be a private relationship. Now, I've seen all kinds of discussions about this, and uh, what we're seeing is the people who view porn and then go over to a private relationship feel like that they have not violated any kind of um, moral code, for lack of a better term, in their own real-life relationship. They're, they get absolutely addicted to being able to go over and check in with the same person, but they will tell themselves that they're not cheating because of the fact that it's not real. It's only online. And, uh, you know, they're lying to themselves. They are breaking a moral code for themselves and for others. But it's kind of that slippery slope when you start viewing and then you move over to a chat room where all of a sudden it takes you to a whole new level of interaction. And you begin to put a face and a personality onto your fetish. And on top of it, it is always with you. So what we're starting to see now is that this has moved into highly interactive. In Pornhub, they had 203 million video votes. In other words, they're, they maybe weren't interacting, but they were voting for the best video, 203. Uh, 70 million personal messages, 115 million comments. But as we talked about last week, one of the things that we saw or the week before is a great increase in the number of amateurs that have decided that they want to be porn stars. And so they make their own personal video. They are told that they can make some money with it. They are told that it won't go around the world. And the next thing you know, their lives have changed dramatically because None of those people are going to keep their word. First of all, if it's a porn site that's explicit, and most of them are, it is an offshore kind of operation. Otherwise, they'll get sued here in the U.S. And they most likely are working with multiple levels of virtual private networks, so that, that's called bulletproof hosting, that is in one of those uh, offshore countries where you can hardly get any kind of legal action. And so what has happened is you send this thing in, and then you go, oh my gosh, what have I done? What if it goes around? What if my in-laws see it? What if my pastor sees it? Of course, if he's on there or she's on there, they probably are... Uh, uh, questioning that themselves. But what if other people see it? What if it keeps me from getting into college? What if my future husband or wife sees it? 
And how does this work? And so this is really where it has come to. But now it's moving into a whole new level. And I want to bring that to you at the next break, because we're going to talk about just how crazy this gets. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break, so stay with me. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and I want to thank each and every one of you that support our work. Uh, this is uh, the hardest work I think you can do some days. Some days I wonder if I've lost my mind and just think, what the heck are we doing here? But then you get a call, you know, of a parent who's got a kid out there. Maybe they're adult. Maybe they're a kid, uh, a teenager. Some cases they're only seven, eight, nine years old. That they sent some naked photo, or they've hooked up with a boyfriend, or they've started to disappear, and and uh, the parent is just absolutely out of their mind. And I'm going to tell you, this is a family kind of crime. It's more than just the victim. It's the parents, it's the father, it's the mother and trying to help them get them into law enforcement and get a case filed and try to find their child. As most of you know, we operate million kids, missing kids. Uh, last week, we did a special where we sent out to uh, literally tens of thousands of people, uh, missing kids from the GPSS system. Uh, they are by far the most vulnerable of trafficking. 60% of teenagers that are in sex trafficking come from DPSS. And uh, in Riverside County, they have a specialized forces to try to find them and find them quickly and to be able to provide them with services and interference. And, you know, there's a whole group of people over there that care and care deeply. So I want to thank each and every one of you that belong to the family of Million Kids. And we'd encourage you to follow us Go to Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. We're not one million, we're not a million, just simply millionkids.org. And sign up for our insider alerts. That's so important. We announce all kinds of cases and news press releases and missing kids. And the way for you to get on the inside and stay current is just to go to millionkids.org and sign up for those insider alerts. Well, uh, now I want to take this in because I've been following Pornhub, and I guess I should finish my conversation on Pornhub before we go much further. And what happened on Pornhub, just if you haven't been a follower of Million Kids, is that they were caught with their 
well, that's, I don't want to use that term. Uh, they were caught in a very uh, questionable situation. And um, and they are really, really paying the price that they ought to be paying on this. What happened is that suddenly the laws changed somewhat. And it said that you are allowed to sue sites like Pornhub or uh, OnlyFans or Girls Do Porn. Those are some of them that are in the middle of these lawsuits uh, where people have been promised that their their photos that were sent in, either they would get a vast amount of money and become famous or that they would not be shared around the world. And, of course, in both cases, that neither one of them came true. In Pornhub, uh, it got to a point where they were sued for over $400 million. And uh, that got everybody's attention, including MasterCard and Visa, who then withdrew their ability to charge on credit cards. And so that made it very difficult for the users of Pornhub who were subscribers if you can't use a Master Charger Visa. Now, I'm gonna, not going to tell you that Master Charger Visa did that because they're just like lovely folks, okay? <laughs> they were making a ton of money on that deal. But it happened because they didn't want to be enjoined in the lawsuit. But when they did, it started to come out that Pornhub had been doing what they called the model program. Upload your videos to Pornhub and earn upwards of 40000 a month. Step one, create a, uh, an account and verify. Step two, sign the modeling agreement. Step three, common questions, managing your account, setting up your profiles, uploading your videos, how to sell your videos, how to uh, optimize your account, and on and on. And so what had happened is it turned out as they were forced to take down photos or videos of underage people, someone under the age of 18, they ended up taking down more than 75, almost 80% of their entire inventory. Because as it turns out, our kids like to make a little extra money and they think they're hot and they want to be porn stars. So they were sending in these photos, believing that they weren't going to go anywhere at all. Well, they went anywhere. They didn't go off to some DVD in Australia. They went on worldwide uh, pornography sites. And in many cases, they went into those global child pornography sites. Because these kids are under the age of 18 and pedophiles will pay to get those photos in order to be able to send them around the world. One child pornography site that was busted last year had more than a million paid subscribers, and many of them are right here in the Inland Empire. And so when they bust a child pornography site like that, they run the IP addresses of the subscribers and they show up in Fontana or Rialto or Harupa or Hemet and they start arresting people who were members, paying members of a child pornography site. Now, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter whether you pay for it or not. If you're viewing child pornography, you can get some very long sentences. Some of those people get more than 100 years. I suppose they're going to let them off for good behavior now. That's how that works, apparently. But what I want you to see is this is not a harmless kind of thing. This is not a victimless crime. And so as they began to take Pornhub uh, all those down, what they began to see at, after $400 million in lawsuits is that 
many of our kids are looking at pornography sites and deciding to send in those photos thinking they're going to be discovered, thinking they're hot, and thinking that they're going to make a lot of money. Well, Pornhub isn't over yet, okay? The lawsuits are still going. One of them, for what it's worth, is uh, Girls Do Porn. And I will do an insider alert on Girls Do Porn before very long. But another one is OnlyFans isn't just porn. Now, this is a headline of an article put out by the New York Times Magazine, on May 18th, 2021, the title is Only Fans Isn't Just Porn. Okay, so it is known as uh, Only Fans, but what is happening is that they are offering out relationship kind of interaction based on pornography. And they tell you all about a girl named Gia, and I'm not going to read that because this is a family show and we don't want to do that. But it is interesting to see. She uh, goes online a lot. Now, she was in the life, the life of sex trafficking prior to going online. Why do I tell you this? Because I want you to see what is about to happen in the world of combating sex trafficking and why on earth this is the worst time in the world to cut back on law enforcement. And it's the worst time in the world not to fund the technology that law enforcement is going to need for future crimes. In fact, just let me do a little side journey on that. Uh, We're not only cutting back man hours, Think about this. The entire world is about to be connected by Internet. We are seeing an evolution of advanced technology that is changing crime and crime solving like we have never seen in all of our history. And so if there's ever a time in all of our lives that we ought to be funding large amounts of money for technology, for law enforcement and for crime and crime solving, it is right now. Most of your crimes will take place somehow online first, or they will be researched online first. We need to be investing in algorithms and software and scraping devices and, and bots and nits and all the things that our law enforcement needs to be able to do crime solving even a year from now, as so much of our kids that are going to be exploited will be exploited in the underbelly of the internet and those dark places that you and I don't know how to get to. But if we don't provide the technology that we need to law enforcement, who and how are they going to be able to solve the crimes involving our kids and our grandkids in the next five years? Because this is changing dramatically. People are not only looking at porn, they are interacting, they are doing uh personalized services. And why on earth would a pimp want to take a person down to a motel and pay for that motel and, and literally risk being caught and getting arrested or somebody not paying or somebody getting beat up or get a sickness or an illness? Why would you want to risk that when you can put somebody behind a camera and they can have literally by by recording 20 to 30,000 uh, viewers at a time and then going over and doing personalized service for a premium on a basis where people are addicted and they're going to come back every day and you're going to be able to increase your income a million times over. This is Opal Singleton. 
Exploited Crimes and Technology. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we are talking about a hard bunch of stuff today, so bear with me. I know it's Saturday afternoon and we're relaxing and like that and and uh, this is a hard subject to take on, but why is this so important? Well, as you start to read this, OnlyFans isn't just porn and I'd encourage you to read it if you have time. It's a long article, but it really shows you the world that is out there and where this is going. It, it kind of takes you through the life of this girl and how it works and how demanding it is and uh, where how it uh, in many ways is addictive. This, this girl was in the life, in the real life, doing the real thing prior to getting into this. And now she's, and she was only working two to three days a week. And now she is, because of the addictive nature of it, because the constant demand to keep your fans happy, she literally is working seven, seven days a week and working sometimes 10, 12, 14 hours a day just to keep up with this demand. Uh, you know, it's very competitive. It's, uh, it's very, uh, challenging. It's very exhausting. And it also, uh, there is a drive to make 
millions of dollars while you can. And uh, I'd encourage you to look at that. I also want you to read an article, if you would, called Parents Outraged at $47,000 Per Year Prep School Hosts Porn Workshop for Teen Students. The reason I want to complicate your life with that miserable little headline, this is put out by uh, Daily Wire. Parents outraged after $47,000 per year prep school hosts porn workshop. And I'm reading this to you because I want you to see how our society is trying to normalize all of this. Normalize pornography, normalize uh, street sex, normalize uh, cyber sex on demand, normalize uh, interactive um, webcam sex or chat room sex and say, it's okay, it's normal. And this is the Columbia Preparatory School that this article is written about. Now, we kind of have an idea of what's going on in that school, but they're saying that uh, this is a school, parents, uh, preparatory school, uh, they had this class. The school at first denied it, but then they later said, well, yeah, maybe we did and we're sorry. But but it was uh, raunchy and uh, and. It's nothing that a teenager ought to see, in my opinion. Now, I suppose I have old world values. I'm older than some of you folks out there. But it is an interesting thing when you look at what is going on. This is a, a class workshop that was presented to 120 boys and girls, uh, included lessons on how porn takes care of three big male vulnerabilities. Uh, and it gets really quite uh quite explicit. And this is a family show. So I'm going to like, uh, eliminate a bunch of this, but they want to point out that even though there's bondage and even though there's, um, a lot of, um, very deep and risque type stuff, they are telling the students, they want to have the discussion about what is porn and what is art. One slide cited uh, various porn areas as incest or consensual or vanilla or barely legal BDSM. And, and if you're an adult, you know what I'm talking about. But they were watching all this as part of their class. And uh, they actually defended this. Uh, and, and the parents are questioning, why make this a priority versus uh, art or poetry or literature. I mean, you can certainly be uh, taught this kind of thing without having to go there. Uh, parents were left in the dark. Uh, the the head of Columbia, William Donner, who later her, later reversed himself and apologized for the class. Um, it did not represent our philosophy, and on and on and on and on. Uh, this was something that I looked at because. You know, we're not we're not talking about the kind of photos that used to be in Playboy that your dad had when you were 15 years old and uh, or the uh, swimsuit version of uh, Sports Illustrated. We're not talking that we're talking about taking our children, many who are either prepubescent or just having completed uh, puberty and showing them some of the most explicit and degrading images that a human being can see. And uh, and to do that to our young children, it is like there is a decision to rob our children 
of anything that is beautiful and good and pristine and holy. And to be able to start out their life as everything being degraded or violated or exploited and and say, well, that is a reality of life. I agree with all of that, that that is a reality of life. But I also agree that there is nothing wrong. And in fact, there is everything right by being able to choose the high road in your life to say, I get choices. I can take the high road or I can uh, just exploit my own mind and denigrate my own body. And I believe that our society is headed down a wrong road. I get the end of that because of the kinds of crime I work with. And I see parents who are just uh, devastated when their children have been involved in something that they never in their lifetime should have seen, let alone when they're 11 or 12 or 13 years old. It will change who they are for the rest of their lives. We have a chance to take the high road and do the best that we can be and take care of each other and like that. Or we have a choice to take the low road. And I think that it is time for us as parents and leaders to stand up. Let's stand behind our law enforcement. Let's stand behind the idea that there is quality of life, good things to believe in. And, you know, just because it's on social media does not mean we need to consume it or that it's right. And I believe we need to have the dialogue about digital morality with our children. I always say that that technology is not good or bad. It's no different than a car. You can take that car to church and have a, a positive spiritual experience or to a university and to get a degree. But you can take that car down and, and go to a movie and watch porn, or you can take that car to a strip club and it will change your life and your thought processes. And we get a choice in our life. You know, the government is doing a lot of things in the name of law enforcement and even coming into our own lives about being online and what we wear and what we don't wear and where we can go. But we still have a right to our own morality to make the decisions about being a quality person, an empowering person, or a person who exploits himself and others. And I believe that if there was ever a time in society where there is a mission of parenting, a call for the good of parenting, whether it's your child or somebody else's child, let's take the high road. Let's, if we don't teach our children what is an empowering relationship, whether it's with ourselves or others, now, we can decide we're valuable. We can decide that we're good. We can decide that we're going to do what's right, even if we get punished for it. We can decide that we are going to honor ourselves and our bodies, our thoughts and our minds, and that we can support others who do that. And we can stand up for our leaders that take the high road. I am very proud to be part of Riverside County right now. I'm very proud of the fact that we are going to do everything we can to help get girls out of sex trafficking, to help get guys out of uh, being violated, to help get kids who have sent a naked photo out there and now they're being blackmailed and their families in a panic. That is the work of million kids. 
And we have been doing this now for 13 years, and we're not going to stop now. We need your help. We appreciate each and every one of you that take the time to listen to this hard show. And it is a hard show. I get that. Uh, this is this is not easy stuff to listen to, but I believe that it's important. I believe that family is everything. I believe that having a mom and dad that you can be proud of is probably one of the rarest things in our society. And I believe that if you're listening to this show, you're one of those people that your kids are proud of. And it's important, mom and dad. I hope you'll look at your kids this week and let them know how proud you are of them and that that you're going to teach them to take the high road and what digital morality is all about, whether it's on the Internet, in the real life, what goes in your mind will make you who you are. Put your arms around your kids this week and tell your spouse that you love them and that you're happy to be with them. I'm going to see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Thanks for following us this week. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet, more than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno-impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators.